Welcome back to another episode of The Wild Feather, where we explore the stories and journeys, passions of female founders and investors. I'm your host, Brooke Dunwell, and today we have an empowering and motivational guest who has taken the entrepreneur world by storm. She is the CEO of Minowell, and she is a passionate advocate for women's health, a remarkable businesswoman who's breaking barriers and changing lives. Get ready to be uplifted in this conversation filled with wisdom and insights. Julie Gordon White's story is not just inspiring, but it's a testament to the unstoppable spirit of entrepreneurship and the impact we can have on others and women's lives. She's fantastic. She has great energy, and I can't wait for you to join us and hear this amazing woman. So sit back, get cozy and enjoy. Feather. I'm super excited to have you here. And um, we have lots to cover because I'm so intrigued. First of all, I've tried your bars and they're amazing and they're delicious. Um, but I would love to learn how you became a founder because it looks like you're somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Does, does three businesses make you serial? Is that what the uh, definition? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to call it serial. I feel like, yeah, three is like a thing, you know, so, and not at the same time. So um, this is my third company. I don't believe you can actually do well. Well, actually, that's not true. Look at how many entrepreneurs have lots of companies. The way I do it, I can't do more than one at a time because I'm just so all in. But yeah, this is my third company. Um, I had I had a corporate career way back when. This is when you're 58, you know, you, you have like time in the saddle. So you've done some stints places. But I had a corporate career in sales and marketing in the hotel industry. Then I've always been an entrepreneur and I wanted to buy a business and I made an offer on a business. It didn't really work out, but I'm like, this is very cool. How does this process work? So I became a business broker and grew that from small main street business selling flower shops, which is a whole nother story into a boutique mergers and acquisitions firm and uh, rode that wave out. I know I knew you would like that. How is that? Okay. So wait a minute. Hotels. Right. Yeah. I just find it so fascinating and I love how people transition without, I mean, maybe with intention, but how you just fall into like flower shops, for instance, <laughs> yeah. and how it all, I love the puzzle pieces, right? That just yeah. kind of works. Yeah. You know, I believe in um, sort of following, I used to say follow the sugar cookies, but now I say, you know, follow the Menowell bar because we don't eat sugar cookies anymore, but um you know, when you get those whispers on your shoulder, like there's something new here for you. I, I learned how to trust myself. It took time, but I trust myself. And I have always been an entrepreneur. I was a little girl who wrote a business plan when I was 10. And it was a, it was a, 
it was a rest, a, like a re, retail store. I'm stuck in my mind. A retail store that had a cafe in the back. So women could, it's so sexist now that I think about it. I wonder why I thought this way, but um, women could have lunch and have a fashion show, you know, but I, it was like my marketing mind at 10. So, yeah. um, so I did the corporate thing, had my first kid, and then went to buy this business because I had that false idea that owning my own company would be freedom, you know, but you just means you work more. Um, but that's how that transition happened. I think having my son really made me want to go back to my roots. So I didn't mind working. I love working, uh, but I wanted to be in charge of my own time. And the front door of a hotel never locks. So uh, yeah, right, right. And you're yeah. typically, um, I studied hotel and culinary. Uh, ah. and I'm like, I don't want to work when everybody else is off. Like I'm working, like you work nights right. and I was like, no, especially when you're new. And I worked at the Sheraton Fisherman's Wharf when I first started in the hotel business. So everybody that came by my desk, my office was on vacation except for me. <laughs> so yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, okay, so you got into, I bet you learned a ton in that whole um, business of buying companies and acquisitions and things, even yes. if it was flower shops, did you say? That's how it started. So I worked for a firm and they were all men. And so they would throw me what they thought were like the girl businesses. Oh, here, Julie, you know, here's a flower shop. They were selling maybe a gas station or manufacturing plant. And here's a here's a flower shop. This is perfect for you. And of course, I was really pissed in the beginning. I was so angry. But then I started doing these florists, you know, selling these floral related companies. And I ended up selling the oldest florist in San Francisco because I live in the Bay Area. It was over a hundred years old, extremely, you know, well-respected and loved. And it just kind of gave me this passion for the industry. So I left and I, that's when I started my own company and, uh, it was flower shop brokers. And all I did was sell floral related businesses. And that's where I learned the power of a niche because nobody who had a business, you know, they would never go anywhere else. If you had a floral related business, you knew me, you knew my company and there was, I had no competition, even though there's hundreds of business brokers in the Bay area, because I knew their business better than they did in many yeah. cases. So yeah. That's how that happened. And then people would start saying, hey, can you sell my uh, retail store? Can you sell my catering company? And I'm like, well, I'm focused over here, but okay. And I expanded my business. I called it Blue Key Business Brokerage M&A. And that's what grew to multi-millions. Yeah. Talk about uh, an opportunity to learn the ins and outs of oh. companies and buying and acquisitions and um, the financials. and Yes. Like because I I know myself and a lot of founders when they start their own company, you know they don't always know. You have to get educated really quickly about cap tables and this and that, right? I'm like yeah. when I first started my, I was like, what's a cap table? I don't even know what this is, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I know. I I didn't know. Of course, I do believe that everything we do adds. You know, it creates momentum. No no step stone wasted. Uh, so. That is where I learned everything about financial statements and actually grew to love them. You know, most women especially are not comfortable with that, find their numbers. I always say your, your financial statements are your business BFFs. 
Um, you've got to know them, love them, keep them with you all the time. And because I've looked at so many P&Ls, so many balance sheets, valued so many companies uh, and different industries, I, I do have that comfort in that area, which really has been important when you have a CPG company where the margins are pennies and, you know, if you sneeze, you're, you're not profitable. So super important. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so interesting. Okay. So you went from doing the brokerage to then coaching women entrepreneurs. There you go. So um, those who remember 28, 2008, 2009 recession, right? My company, multi-millions, I, it's just top of the mountain. And then boom, the recession hits, valuations plummet. There's no financing, which means no deals. So I'm at a point in my life and I look back now, I sort of have this 10-year entrepreneurial cycle. So I love doing something going all in for about 10 years. And then I'm ready to, to spread my wings and you know grow. I'm a very growth oriented person. I, you know, I've kept my kids and my husband beyond 10 years, you know, but after that and my good <laughs> friends, you know, but business 10, 10 years seems to be my thing. So I, we were talking, you know, about just, you know, off the pre-show, um, about taking time to reflect. And I found myself at home with, you know, with having three kids and a dog, and I was actually going to be home alone for a weekend. And I decided to have a silent retreat and over three days, I didn't talk to anyone and sat with my silence, which was very uncomfortable. But in that silence, it, it just came to me that I wanted to coach women entrepreneurs and teach them everything I'd learned about growing a multi-million dollar service business that's sellable. So that's what I did. I started uh, The Well for Women Entrepreneurs, and I had a program called Scale to a Million Playbook. So I did that for 10 years, and it was extremely fulfilling. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the um, tools and the mindset tools that you utilized in there, right, in that yes. coaching, uh, has immensely given you, helped in your current uh, company, but also given you an enormous foundation to build your company right now. I mean, that, that's yes. huge, right? Because yes. if you're not I learned the mental mindset, all of that components after I started a software company, right? And so it wasn't until things started going all crazy that mm -hmm. I dove into uh, learning, you know, the spiritual, the mental, the this, the that, you know. Yeah. Like going deep. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, mindset is everything, actually, because... If you believe, if you have zero doubt, if you are resourceful, if you can tap into your own resilience, then you can overcome anything. I truly believe that. And it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to be pretty, but you can stay in the game in order to get that market feedback and make those small pivots to adjust but it doesn't mean quitting. And that comes with having that zero doubt mindset, burn the boats. That's why I don't, I only do one company at a time. Like there's no back door. So, um, you just go all in and trust yourself. And, you know, I really spent, and I started Menno well during COVID actually, really? um, because again, here's another 
yeah. child. I want to hear how you started that, how you came up yeah. with the yeah. 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 So, um, struggling, hello, with my own menopause, middle weight gain, or 90% of women in the stages of menopause gain 10 or more pounds. And when our waist size is over 35 inches, it increases our risk for a cardiac event by 70%. And I have hypertension in my family. Plus, I'm 5'1". There's no place for all that extra to go. I did not feel comfortable. I'm like, what is happening to me? I don't like it. You know, What can I do? And my adult size sons were home and I went back into mommy mode making cookies and brownies and all these things and eating them. And I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have got to have something that's going to satisfy my sugar craving is, you know, as, as that's going up and my estrogen is going off the cliff and I need to not you know, just be grazing all the time. So what can I make for myself? And that's when I started playing with things, ingredients. Um, I tend to be a good eater, but I have a sweet tooth. So I had to really figure out how to manage that. And doing research on first, you know, what could I eat? Like flaxseed. Oh yeah, that's great. MCT oil for my brain, fiber, um, almond butter for healthy fats, cacao, organic cacao nibs for antioxidants, like all these good things. But it wasn't until I thought, hmm, how can this calm my body too? Because if you want to talk menopause, um, my mom swore me off of any hormones. And we know now that that's not really true. But during her time, you know, hormone replacement was a big no-no. And she had had a hysterectomy. So she was afraid for me to do that. Uh, so I took a completely natural approach. And so that meant I was hot, hot flat. I was hot. I was sweaty. I wasn't sleeping. And I was middle. So after I figured out, okay, I could create this thing that I could eat instead of eating what I was giving my boys, what else could I do to calm my body maybe? And that's when I found maca. And that is the core ingredient along with 32, 25 to 32% of your daily fiber and seven or eight grams of protein because we need muscle. Um, And that's our trifecta in the bars to speak to calming menopause symptoms. You know, it's not a pharmaceutical, so you're not going to eat a bar and boop, never have a hot flash. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to balance our blood sugar. So we are less hungry, less craving sweets. We can just calm our bodies over time and um, release that weight as, as it needs to go. So that's how it happened in COVID. That's Kevin. Well, you had some time to um, play around, that's for sure. (laughs) And work on my mindset because I'd always told women as I coached them, don't start a product company. The margins are too small. It requires too much capital. Stay on the service side. And what do I do? You know, at 55, I do the hardest business I've ever created. And so there you go. Now you know me from the inside out, Brooke. And I love it. I love it. You're my people. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Challenge is too big. <laughs> exactly. Age, right. Take it on. So uh, I tasted the brownie one, and yeah. I thought it was delicious. Quick question: Thank Does you. maca come in just powder form? Like people only consume it in powder form, or or in capsules? But yes, powder form. It's a root. It's a Peruvian root that's primarily consumed ground. It has kind of an interesting taste. I like to say it tastes sort of like a roasted cauliflower. Um, Other people would say dirt. So it's not really something that you just want to take a spoonful of. Um, So it's important. That's why, you know, we have 
decadent flavors that aren't decadent. You know, the bars are about 150 to 160 calories. So, yeah. Um, Okay. So where are you at in the process? You started this during COVID. It's amazing to me how many women started companies in COVID. But I I always say just like 2008 when um, I started my company in 2008. So it was in the prime of the downturn, right? Right. And talk about grit. I was like, okay, well, if I can survive this, then I can pretty much whatever. But I, I think that it, it's like a think tank. Like people go in and they start when they have time, like when the economy's down, they're out of jobs, whatever. Right. Opportunity. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's an opportunity to like sit with yourself and yes. uh, create, be creative and think of ideas. So I love that. Anyway, so you were featured, were you on the Oprah show or you, were you featured in Oprah? Like, tell me all the Oprah stuff. I think that's fun. Okay. This is what happens when you show up. That's what yeah. I will say. No, I wasn't on the Oprah show. I was at, so um, Expo West is the big trade show for natural food products. And we did not have a booth there. We, I didn't even have a bar at the time. Um, we were just getting going. We, one of our, our single flavor had gone sideways because an ingredient, because of the pandemic, all, you know, all kinds of anything that could go wrong was going wrong at the moment. But I went to, I I probably had one bar with me, I think at the time, but I don't know. I, I can barely even remember how this happened. It was so serendipitous, but, um, I went to the show because my girlfriend was there. She has a hot flash tea, tea botanics, hot flash tea. And so she said, can you come help me in the booth? Absolutely. And I wanted to go and explore because I knew I would exhibit the following year. So I'm walking around and then it's my time to help her out. I go in the booth and she has to run to a meeting. So I'm there by myself. Here comes the a, a reporter for the Oprah Daily doing a menopause piece. So I give a killer pitch for Denise's hot flash tea And then I say at the end, right, shoot your shot. By the way, I have a menopause brand too. It's an energy and protein bar formulated for women in the stages of menopause. And I give her my card and the one like crunchy bar I had probably in my bag. And that was it. That was it, Brooke. Nothing. Okay. So we didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, um, maybe, so that was like March, almost a year later. No, maybe, no, not that long. Four months, maybe four months. It's so murky now in my mind. My director of growth says, we're getting orders from uh, traffic from Oprah, an Oprah Daily page. Do you know anything about that? I'm like, really? I don't know. <laughs> so we Google, you know, and here's Oprah Daily and there's our bar. So yes, that's how it happened. We got included in the list, the top 26 uh, menopause, best menopause products. So an Oprah daily. So that's how it happened. That's a long story, but bottom line, show up. You don't know where the magic is going to happen. Right. right. And I think that's a true judgment. Like you were, you were pitching somebody else's product and you're like, yeah. Oh, by the way, you know, just always be prepared to, be hand prepared. Out your you never know and shoot your shot, right? Because it could have felt like, oh, should I do this? Because I'm here representing Denise, but I gave her the full Monty, you know, pitch. And she's in there too, by the way. She, of course, they picked her too. Yeah, that would, now that would have been bad. <laughs> uh, Denise, I'm sorry, I have something to tell you. 
No. And hers was, you know, right there. And actually hers was ahead of ours in the list. It wasn't ranked, but I'm still glad that hers came before ours, you know, because I wanted to serve her fully. And so, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. That's great. That's great. Okay. So now where are you at as far as stage goes in your um, life? Yeah. In your life at Minowell. (laughs) Yeah. So we're still emerging. Um, We're still early, early days. We have investment. We're VC backed by How Women Invest. You know, um, woman founded VC. And if you want to talk about my philosophy around money, you know, um, I'm happy to chat about that. But um, so, yeah, right out of the gate, we were oversubscribed to. I, I put in a good chunk of money first because I believe you, know, you have to have your own skin in the game. And even if you don't have very much, you need to put a good amount in there because as an investor, you know, investors want to know. I've invested in little companies, you know, in the past, but, you know, are you all in? And that's another reason not to have multiple companies, you know, when you're taking other people's money, OPM, because they want to know, are you all in? And that is fair. That is a valid uh, request. So put in a, you know, good chunk of my own money and then went out and we were oversubscribed on a round for 550 right out of the gate 30 days and that gave us a lot of runway to figure things out with our MVP and boy Brooke you know we made a lot of mistakes but it was uh, many of them were covid related you know when you start a business in covid we I had to create everything on zoom basically find a manufacturer find a designer formulate the bar, you know, food scientists, build my team, OBGYN, clinical nutritionist, like all that over Zoom. And then we got it off the ground actually pretty quickly. But then things got weird because of ingredients went south because of COVID and then supply chain delays. So that's really what cost. But it was, you know, I always believe there's a gift in everything if you're willing to look for it. And that MVP process gave us so much time to get close to our customers. You know, I still take all the customer service uh, chat and emails and calls, everything, because I want to talk to people. I really want to know what they think. We survey on a regular basis. So that's where we learned that our original brand, Bossa Bars, to help women menopause like a boss, they love the attitude, but they didn't really get what Bossa Bars was. And they couldn't, they didn't know if it was Bosa, Bossa. And, um, and our packaging didn't, wasn't, um, it didn't pop enough because as we're getting ready to go on 150 retail shelves over this next couple of weeks, um, you know, it needs to stand out because especially menopause bar, you know, women are like, Oh, what's that? Didn't even know it existed because it didn't needs to really pop. So we learned that what they really wanted is to menopause better, menopause well, and that's how we ended on a complete rebrand to MenaWell. Change the name, change the packaging, which is heavy lifting. I but was that is no small feat. Like I've rebranded, that's a lot of work. How how far into it were you with the boss up before you rebranded? We two years. Oh, so this has only been like eight months since you... Not even. We started shipping in April of 2021, and we rebranded July 2023. Interesting. So I'm curious, when you were sourcing your products, were you sourcing one by one? Like, were you, or did you go to like a manufacturer and they provide... 
um, recommendations or they pull the, you know, cause everybody does it a little bit different. Yeah. So I came up with my own recipe, um, my own ideas, all the ingredients that I remember I was making it for myself. That's how I you know, started losing weight and it didn't taste as good as it tastes now. True confessions, but I don't mind something that's got a little earthy taste to it. Um, and then I brought in a clinical nutritionist and an OBGYN to validate the ingredients that I was working with. And, um, they're still on our team now. And so then I found a manufacturer that could help commercialize my recipe. So, uh, okay. and then they help source the ingredients. So oh, good, good. that's how, so, otherwise I wouldn't yeah. be able to get it out the door during COVID for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a lot of, uh, pieces, a lot of of pieces. And, you know, I have to admit, Brooke, at some point, you know, I was just so excited about the menopause conversation and helping women feel better in their bodies. It didn't quite occur to me in the beginning, like this is food, like this is serious business. You know, there's a shelf life on this thing. This is food science required chemistry, you know? So that was like another moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So are you planning on going just doing online and retail like if, if retail wise are you in is your what's your strategy are you in yeah. smaller brands bigger brands like yeah I'm so learning. we are on our site and Amazon because Amazon is our primary channel we know every midlife woman has got a box or two or three coming to their house every single week so just saying so right <laughs> Why not make it easy for you just add to cart, you know, add to cart, super simple. Um, So that is our largest channel. But we also know that, you know, you want to discover it when you're at the store and you want to be able to grab, you know, a a box while you're there to really meet women where they are. So omni-channel is super important. So we are really focusing on natural foods right now. So um, we're a California-based company. So really going deep on all natural food stores, premium natural foods in California. You know, there's that moment of when you're national, which we already are national because of Amazon. But when you're on shelf, if I need to get in my car and go and like straighten up some boxes or meet with a buyer... It's, I don't want to grow so fast that we kind of blow ourselves up. Um, yeah. But we, with that said, uh, we are speaking to all the national retailers that you might think a premium food product, functional food would be it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you went to go get funding, uh, did you have an MVP at that point or? Yes. Yeah. Out the gate. I invested, I put in six figures of my own money to get the MVP out the door. Yeah. And did you have, did you explore other, I love how women invest, by the way, I think they're fantastic. Like what a great financial partner to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they are a true financial partner in many ways. Amazing women. Mm -hmm. Uh, But did you explore other, um, resources of financial like did you go to vcs and angels and no no i i I did the friends and family round um first well actually what (laughs) this is kind of an interesting story um 
I decided that I wasn't going to call people or email people one-to-one. I decided I was doing a series of presentations to a select group of people that I believed understood menopause, were comfortable with it, weren't going to be squirmy about it, and I didn't have to actually explain what it is. So that was my criteria. And this leads into my philosophy about all money is not good money. So I did, I set four meeting times for presentations and I invited people to group presentations over Zoom. Remember, we're still in, you know, just coming out of COVID now. And so, and again, that was a gift of COVID because had it that not been the situation, maybe I would have done it, you know, like one-to-one because that's what I thought I would probably do. Um, but this group over zoom was fantastic. And so I would present, and then I would say, if you're interested in a follow-up conversation, just please email me and then we'll get on and move forward. But I shared the terms, the whole thing. And I had lots of individual investors, people, including a few men who totally get it. They're like, Julie, we'll follow you to the end of the earth. Here's our money. Um, and then, Julie Castro Abrams is a dear friend of mine who is the managing partner of How Women Invest. And I just, I invited her on for feedback. I wasn't thinking that I was going to go down that route. And she said, okay, and I'm bringing someone with me. Great. So she came, they both came. Turns out uh, the other woman who's an LP had a very large exit from a CPG brand in that she grew in Whole Foods. So talk about value add financial partner. And so they came in and then also that LP came in individually um, with, from her own family foundation. So just serendipitous, you know, but you put yourself out there, believe, but go all in, like, you know, do your work first. I wasn't yeah. there asking for anything I hadn't done already myself. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened. Super yeah. exciting. Really grateful for that. Awesome. And what I love about it is that you brought them in for value add, right? Like, um, I think yes. we're hesitant to like have people give advice and hesitant to, you know, give me your true opinions about feedback, right? Yes, yes. And especially when it comes to pitching, I think that people just get really personal, like close to the heart with that, you know? Yes. So I think that's fantastic. Okay, so. Have there been any obstacles along the way that you've had to overcome that seem like it was daunting at the moment? How long is this podcast? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's made, it all came together so well, so fast in the beginning. And I always think like that's the universe, you know, giving you that push to keep going. So you don't really realize like, like uh, heavy waters, high waves ahead, tidal waves ahead. Um, you know, the fact that right after we launched and we're out there and people are starting to love our first flavor, which was double decadent chocolate, we had an ingredient. I got in a call from a uh, customer and she said her email, Julie, um, my bars taste like sweaty socks. Like, <laughs> what? You're laughing, Brooke. I was crying. I couldn't believe it. And then, then Larissa, our our doc, she she slacks me. And she goes, "Did you change the recipe?" I'm like, "Oh, we have Houston. We have a problem here." So I had missed a step. Normally, when we produce bars, 
I get them from the manufacturer. We have our own internal QA quality process. You know, we taste the bars, we get random boxes just to make sure. But we were in such a hurry for this next round to get out, to get to market, because we had had a few production rounds that went well. So out it goes. And I didn't do the standard. Well, wasn't standard, obviously, at the time. I sent them out. Yep, let's just get them over there to, to you know, online, available to our, menu, to our 3PL. And we had to refund people. We had to pull them. You know, there was nothing. You could, they were edible. There was nothing wrong with them. They just tasted horrible. Because we believe the spinach and kale ingredient had something had happened there. So um, maybe it was old or I don't know, but uh, good early, good learning early. But when you're emerging and you think you're finally getting a little speed and then that happens, you know, you got to keep your knees bent because if not, you know, you're going over big time. That's where that grit and resilience you're talking about. has to come in. So we haven't had, that's probably the most significant thing that's happened, but it was also a blessing because that we reformulated to the double chocolate brownie that you've tasted. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, that flavor tastes way better than double decadent chocolate. So, you know, you just, uh, that's how I receive things. Like sometimes, you know, once you get over the like gut punch of something. Okay. What is this here to teach me? What is available? How can we be better? That's how I approach everything. So yeah, I love that. And if they purchase them online, then you probably can track like who all purchased them in that batch, right? Versus. Well, that's all we had at the time. (laughs) That was a one flavor. Because who, how are you going to track down people that buy them at the stores? Like, you know what I mean? It, yes, them for the first time, and they had no idea. Like, you can at least resolve that. We can, and it was so. It's still so so early. We just linked arms with our customers and said, you know, oh no, epic fail here. Um, we're so sorry. This is what happened. You can eat them if you want. But you don't, you know, or throw them away. We will replace everything. And if they wanted a refund, we would give them a refund. But as an emerging brand, I was hoping that they would just let me replace them and not refund them on top of that. Um, but so most, I would say 99% were like, oh, we feel so bad for you. We got you. We're here. Just send me some more when you get there, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, but yes, you've got to have your systems, operations, a to Z dialed in before you go into retail. Otherwise that is really an issue, really extremely expensive mistake yeah. there. Now, do you manufacture in the States or do you manufacture overseas? Yeah. U S mm-hmm. that's great. That's great. Yeah. So have you had any aha, aha moments? Um, there's so many, it's hard to really, you know, the other piece of it, I, I wasn't prepared didn't expect the visceral impact of menopause conversations for women. I've been at events more than once, can't even count. Women have come up to me in tears. Thank you so much for normalizing this conversation, for opening the door. It's so much bigger than a bar and helping manage men middle. I've now I say our bars are like a talking stick for this conversation that's old but new. And they're so grateful that 
we, we, you know, they don't have to hide. There's no shame around menopause anymore. It's a life transition. It's a life stage, but for whatever reason, we didn't treat it that way. So I didn't expect the visceral impact of that. And it's honestly, as a team, it's what we focus on. We, we ask ourselves, are we making an impact? Are we making an impact? It's a regular everyday conversation. And so we try to add value in everything we do, social media, newsletters, you know, er every touch to add value because we're holding space for 75 million women in the United States who are on a stage of menopause and are not talking about it. Feels like everyone's talking about it to us, but actually no one is still talking about it. So, uh, yeah, like I've experienced some symptoms myself and they're brutal. It's just brutal. I think it can be so hard. And as a founder, as a founder, you're already going through so much, right? right. Just trying to grow your company and keep your head down and maybe raise money and sales and figure out your marketing. And oh, and your and now your brain fog is kicking in and you think, am I you know, having early onset dementia, like what is wrong with me? And, and, you know, as a founder, it's so scary because there's so much on the line usually. So that's when I had my first inkling at 46, like, Oh, what's wrong with me? I cannot keep a sentence together. I cannot get this email out the door. I'm having to read this email 10 times and there's still mistakes. Like what's wrong with my brain? So it's extra scary. I think as a founder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I didn't even put those two things together, but um, I've been experiencing that a lot lately. Yes. You're normal. <laughs> yes, you're normal. It's crazy. Well, I'm super excited for you. I think it's fantastic what you're doing. And uh, I, it feels like there's going to be more, right? Like, I don't, do you have plans to make more products and other products? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like, it, feels like it. it feels like this is not a one bar kind of uh, company, right? Like, I love that. I love it. If knowing uh, I'm a growth oriented person, I'll let you fill in the blanks, Brooke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't wait to see what else you uh, come up with. That's awesome. How many people do you have working for you now? Uh, we are a small but mighty team of five plus two oh, wow. small agencies. That's amazing. That's awesome. Do your agencies yeah. do marketing for you? Uh, am, they handle our Amazon for us and our food brokers. So, yeah, Amazon's a beast. It's a beast, but you know, people have opinions. I'm really grateful, quite frankly, because how else could I reach literally thousands upon thousands of women? I uh, so here's a little fun fact: um, when you buy a box of Menowell bars on Amazon, they come from Amazon. They, you know, it's fulfilled by Amazon. If you buy a four pack, like a variety pack, then we pack those locally because we consider those a trial pack. So either they're packed in my office in Berkeley or in our office in Portland. And so we get to see all the addresses over black Friday. My daughter was here. And so she packed with me. It was really fun. You know, we had like 250 orders and, we looked at every, and often I look at every label. I'm like, thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Kim. You know, I'm always so grateful. And look at every label. These towns are from cities all across America, in Nebraska, in Iowa, in Idaho, in Michigan, you know, in not just California and New York and Florida, you know, like all the cities in between that we get to touch 
because of Amazon and we can impact these women's lives and make them help them eat better and feel better, that we wouldn't have that as an opportunity. It'd be a lot harder if they had to somehow find our website only. So I'm super grateful for Amazon and I don't mind paying the fulfillment fee. I wouldn't mind if it was less. However, um, the opportunity I think is wonderful. So yeah, that's amazing. So I feel like you've given a lot of tidbits of advice throughout this conversation. Like, I think it's just a natural thing and I love it. I've been trying to write down little notes. Um, (laughs) But if you were to give any, like any entrepreneur starting out or somebody with an idea that's starting out, given that you have a vast background of experience from the financials to the coaching to the uh, now CPG product um, world, what advice would you give someone that is just starting out? Yeah. It doesn't even matter the industry. Um, Number one, going back to what we're talking about mindset, think big, think 10 times bigger. And I don't mean just like throw an extra zero or three zeros on. I mean, whatever the largest vision you can muster up for yourself Think that and then maybe bigger than that, like right at the edge of what feels uncomfortable. That's how big I want you to think. Um, Because when you do that, it forces you to come from a different perspective, not just take the linear approach or whatever you probably thought would work. It forces you to be more creative, more precise, and you'll just love the growth journey better that way. Just, you know, being a little scared, I think is good. Not too crazy, but a little scared is good juice, right? Because fear and excitement, you know, there's a fine line between those two things. So make sure you're walking at least on that line. Um, And then start where you are. So you've got this huge vision, but start where you are because you got to take care of today. And focus on the needle movers today because there are so many things that can distract us as entrepreneurs. And let me change that. So many things that can distract me as a founder, as an entrepreneur, that I'm constantly filtering. You know, I have process. What are my three frogs? You know, eat the frog first. Eat that thing that's like uh, the croaky, uncomfortable, not good thing. Eat that first in the day. But it's so easy for so because there's so many micro decisions I have to make every single day. Every founder does. So filtering constantly, constantly, are you taking care of the needle movers first? Um, and then, you know, surround yourself with amazing people. They may not be investors, they may not be team members, but they're people that can add value. And if you take your ego out of it, just saying, because I pretty much had a big ego when I was younger and thought I knew everything. And of course, now I realize, okay, I know stuff, but there's, I need people who know way more than I do. Because when you're trying to make a big impact, there's no room for ego, right? When you really care about your mission and your customers and your clients, there's no room for ego. So open yourself up, surround yourself with incredible people that can help you get to where you want to go bigger, faster, and maybe easier too. So that's what I would say. I'm talking to myself too, Brooke, by the way. Always. No, I love it. It's great advice. I mean, it's a good reminder. I think some people get in their head, right? That prevents them from moving the needle, starting yeah. the car, right? And things don't yeah. have to be perfect to get started, right? No, Just- you can't get any market data feedback if you're st- standing in one spot, right? right. You got to put yourself out there and then make those adjustments from what you get. So agree. 
So where can people find you? I know on Amazon, but would you prefer people to go on Amazon or on the Minnowell website? Like what's your preference? We meet you where you are. So you can find bars at mymenowell.com. There's a lot of resources there. You can even find a menopause certified doctor on our site, uh, on their resources page. There's blogs. You know, one thing I would say to women, especially founders who are in their mid forties and starting to feel like, why is my brain getting foggy? Why am I waking up in the middle of the night and completely drenched with night sweats? You know, educate yourself it's really important so you're not afraid because all doctors don't understand menopause. So read, 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 educate yourself, find a doctor that specializes in menopause. And so you can do that at mymenowell.com and get bars while you're there. You can check out on Amazon on our site or just go to Amazon because if you're already there, we don't need to do any extra steps. That's for sure. Um, So that, and then Ask your local natural food store if you're a natural foods kind of person. Hey, do you have any Manuel bars here? So if we're not there, they'll look for us. How's that? That's awesome. Yeah. Some of these stores, you can ask if they can order them and they will start uh, supplying them for you. So that's great. Yes, they will. And then you also are on Instagram. So people can follow up with the news. Like if you launch new flavors or not launch new products, right? Yeah, even more than that. We're at My Menno Well is our handle on Instagram, My Menno Well. But I also do a show every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific called The Menno Lounge. Menno Lounge Talks, where I interview experts, advocates, review products and services. Because you know we are, we are a community and it's important to have the latest information, have some fun, some entertainment. I had some women on earlier this week that have a company that focuses on cruises for women in midlife. And then they bring on menopause-related practitioners to answer questions and support them. So cool. Who knew? You know, the girlfriends get away and learn about menopause. So yeah. We do fun things like that on the show. So every Tuesday at 11, join us for Mental Lounge Talks. But all the recordings are also always there on the Reels page. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll include all of that information in the okay. notes. So one last question. Um, yes. And you've given so much valuable stuff, but what is your motto? Do you have a motto of the day, a motto of the week, a motto, life motto? Like, what is Yeah, it's so simple. I actually have it tattooed on my foot. I got it on my 50th birthday, which is so cliche, but it just says believe, Brooke. Believe. I love it. I love it. Love <laughs> it. Love it. That's awesome. Uh, well, I so appreciate you taking some time and uh, spending it with me. Oh, it's, my pleasure. You're a breath of fresh air. And any way we can support you, let us know. Um, we will promote your bars and links and whatnot. Is there anything else, any other way we can help you? No, I, I just appreciate that and sharing the goodness. And um, I'll send, send me your address. I'll send you some more double chocolate brownie if you want. And because uh, I saw you eating whatever you were eating over there. And I'm like, that does not look like a Menowell bar. So we need to get you some Menowell bar. <laughs> I just grabbed that. I was hungry. Uh, <laughs> do you have, again, yeah. I'll send you one of a box of each double oh. chocolate brownie, peanut butter chocolate, fresh ban- blueberry lemon, and toasted vanilla almond. Okay, perfect. You know what? I just had an idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah, did you? Um, and I, 
I tagged you in that message. It seems like a lot of companies now are recognizing um, women. They're including like all the women scenarios and um, in the workplace. Yeah, in the workplace. So I'm like, yes, we got to get some mineral well bars and all these uh, headquarter companies that supply food in their vending machines. You know, in their vending machines, in their and they're making everybody come back to the office now. So that's at the top of our Q1 because, of course, that takes a person to figure out, you know, going through HR, um, how we do that. But yes, 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 yes. So yeah. if you yeah. have any thoughts on that, I'm 100% open always. Yeah, actually, I want to connect you with a couple of people. So um, <laughs> I, have, uh, I just had a guest on who sells um, leave, like paid leave software, but she's probably got... They have, uh, what, 300 customers or whatever. So yeah. um, can connect, not to the HR. But I do have some ideas benefits. of companies and some uh, key um, decision makers that I can connect you with as well. Well, I'm grateful. As I said, you know, I didn't say exactly, but our number one core value is be egoless because we're so committed to the mission. So bring it on, Brooke, you, you know, you want to be an ambassador or however you want to, yeah, bars, want to help, right? So bars I, for life, I, bars for life. That's what I say. Anytime so. I can think of something, I will let you know, like there's a massive opportunity in Detroit. This um, company owns like a huge family of companies and they all require people to go into the office and it's a big deal. And they have, you know, the whole Slurpees and the food and the, this and the, that, like in yeah in their cafeteria. Yes. Uh, so that would be a fantastic place. for. It's you. such a great signal to women in the organization by the company that we see you, we care about you, you know, and men can eat them anyway because men have hormones and they will eat them because they're so good. My husband eats them every day. So, yeah. um, okay. I have to go to my next call. Right. So good. Please don't, you don't even ask me if, you know, can I introduce you? Just make an intro. I'm all about it. So. Okay. Sounds good. Have a great Grateful. day. Thank all you. Right. Send me your address. Okay. All bye. Right, bye. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, subscribe to our channel, the wild feather. If you want to learn more about our guests or their products and companies, you can visit our website at thewildfeatherpodcast.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter to receive info on our upcoming episodes. Follow us on social media to get the latest deets. We're on all of them, so pick your favorite and follow us. And if you're a founder and need funding or accelerator info or business resources, you can go to our website, thewildfeatherpodcast.com and find some valuable information and resources there. No matter if you're a founder, your investor, or what your path is, just remember you were born with wings. <laughs> <laughs>